for calling Call Me Cowboy. For Western lifestyle, press 1. For country music, press 2. For cowgal pals, press 3. Or stay on the line to speak to our representatives. Thank you. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Call Me Cowboy podcast. I'm Katie from Life Wayward. And I'm Hannah from uh, Hannah Beth, Virginia. And we are just chilling out on this fine, what is it? Is it a Sunday? Monday? Monday morning. Um, it's an early I mean, Monday morning. Mm-hmm. We, we figured we'd talk to you guys about just things that have been on our mind. And of course, the NFR, which is like... Yeah, we haven't talked about the NFR, I don't think, at all on here. Uh, no. Or at least like our actual announcement and every guest and everything that's gonna be on the show down there so yeah yeah, we're gonna this is like a mini announcement if you haven't already seen it on instagram how many days away is the nfr okay i was gonna actually figure that out before we started recording because i kind of freaked out a little bit i made a post or something on my instagram and i had commented back to you that we had like t minus 19 days and that was a few days ago so I'm like, okay, so ten. now it's getting super it's 10 days. 10 days. Uh, uh, I can't. No, not until we leave though, right? What's no three, 10 four, days five, till six, December eight. 2nd. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Is, is anyone else freaking out? Uh, if you're listening to this, do you have your outfits planned? I have like barely anything really planned. I I'm very stressed. Dude, it's I be... went thrift store shopping actually this last saturday and i found so many good pieces and i only picked out pieces that like hit i just kept saying that all day like something has to hit me you know and i yeah, actually yeah. for under 120 dollars i think i got like a lot of the outfits figured out and i went to places like goodwill savers whatever just like Same. all kinds of stuff and it was pretty I had a- legit I had that one really good Goodwill day that I, that I was oh, texting yeah. you about. And I got some really cool things. I just, I got really cute vintage jeans too that I'm really freaking excited about. Like men's jeans that are so, so cute that I'm basically going to live in the whole time <laughs> in there. And then we have those, I guess I don't really even want to spill it. We're going to match an outfit, me and Katie. We're matching an outfit yeah. one day. So that's going to be really cute. And I think I found exactly what I'm going to put underneath that too. So I'll send you that after this because it's super Same. cute. Okay, cool. I'm really excited. We're going to go to like boot barn because Ethan needs a couple things yes. and probably NRS and Wickenburg and, and grab some stuff. And I'm going to look at hats and yeah, I'm very excited. It's going to be a really good time. I'm going to make so many TikToks and reels while I'm there. It's going to yeah. be actually nuts. Um, and I just cannot wait. We have like so many big plans going on. We have, if you guys have been keeping up with our Instagram, we have a like live show that's happening, um, every morning that we're there, which is what the eighth, yep. no, the seventh, eighth, or the 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th? Yep. Yeah, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th. Oh, and oh, we're going to be doing a live show on Instagram from our Airbnb with some of your favorite influencers in the Western fashion scene. Uh, just talking about kind of what they're doing, how their nights were, just kind of shooting the shit, just girl style, doing their makeup, having coffee, which I think is going to be really, really cool. No, it's going to um, be so fun. The fact that we're going to be getting ready with these people, which I guess we could just say who they are. The yeah. first day we're going to have Marika. The yeah, second day. Mar- Today we're gonna have Maddie McCall, and then the second yep. or and then the third day we're gonna have West Desperado with and um, hooked her up. assistant, yeah, with her assistant, which is gonna be so Anna. cool. And then the first Wednesday, um, we're just gonna be by ourselves. So we're gonna do four full days, or from ten to eleven a.m. every day. We're gonna be mm-hmm. doing this live show. It's gonna be on Instagram, but we'll also post it afterwards. And then 
Um, I think we're also going to post it on YouTube too. So if you can't make it to like the live show on the Instagram, then we'll still post it afterwards. Yeah. And we'll be taking questions in the comments and stuff. We're also going to have uh, like a couple regular podcasts, like after that, um, we're having West coast Wrangler come on. I love her. She is yes. amazing. Her style is so unique and fun. And she's, we're going to get to meet her in real life, which is going to be so crazy. I'm super yeah, we excited actually for haven't that. made that announcement on Instagram yet either. So this yeah. will be like the first time. So anyone's yeah, hearing it. Yeah. Super fun. yeah. And we might go to, to a couple of booths. I know there's a few brands we're talking to about going and interviewing some of the people that they're with. And we thought about doing, it might be fun if we like tell you guys where we're going to be one day um, and just allow you to come and talk on the podcast, basically just come to wherever we are and answer a question or give your opinion on something. Uh, but we're super, super duper excited. And it's yeah, gonna we're going to have little mobile mics going around with us. So even when yes. we go to the after parties and everything, we're going to be recording the entire time. And so that's the other thing too, is these live shows are going to go on our podcast. So you can listen to them um, on here, but yeah, we're going to be bringing around the mobile mics and that's just going to be a whole um like riot in itself and I think that's going to be a super fun podcast to actually edit and then post yeah I am really really excited um and I'm just like so excited for like just to meet everybody I'm nervous it's like we're getting all our outfits picked out making sure our backdrop is good building things so that we have like a table and everything just so much and it's all like I feel like we were talking about this just like yesterday and how somehow four months passed in two days and it's just like all coming all of a sudden um, like so quickly yeah now. well we started I mean we didn't even start this podcast like that long ago and then we were talking no. about the NFR because it was coming up and we were thinking about maybe just doing a couple of uh just podcast interviews with people or something or even yeah. just going down there for whatever and then yeah, you and I kind of got crazy and decided to do a whole morning show, which I just think is so cool and crazy and insane that we decided to do that. But I've been talking to like my family and Keegan and stuff like that about it and just how I think I did a podcast about this too, but like how easy, quote unquote, like success in your eyes is achievable, like how it easy it is to actually get it. And it's literally just saying, okay, here's a plan. Sounds so crazy, but let's just do it. And it sounds so unrealistic until it actually happens. And like literally the fact that it's only however many days away is going to be, it's just crazy. And I know that we're going to be sitting there in front of like the ring lights and just be like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. I know we were joking. We're like, I'm like so excited to meet I, Marika and, and just I, like literally everybody, Marika, Shaylee, mm -hmm. uh, Anastasia, all these people. And, um, I'm like, but I'm also like so nervous because we've talked online a lot, but I've never mm -hmm. met them in person. And I'm like, how am I going to answer the door to these people and be like, hi, I've been following you for so long. We've been talking online for like months. Oh, we just have <laughs> Keegan and nice Ethan be you. like the chauffeurs. They open the door and like butler outfits. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And we're just sitting there in the studio, just super professional, even though we're freaking out. Keegan and Ethan are getting promoted from Instagram husband to podcast husband for, for the week. That mm -hmm. we're at They're on. Um, duty for all recordings and all everything all technical issues which is so great because they don't know anything about this I don't know about Ethan but I know Keegan there's a reason why he doesn't even have social media so yeah. if we have technological issues guys that is why <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a learning curve for sure but I'm super excited it's gonna be I think it's gonna be huge I think everyone's gonna love to watch it who doesn't want to get ready with 
their favorite Instagram guys. Like and that's Insta- what's cool. Is we're, we just <laughs> but um, we're, Instagram like, from the beginning, we're just like wanted it to be casual anyway. So I just think like yeah. no matter what happens, I think it's just gonna be so fun because we're just getting ready and it's not something crazy professional like an interview or like what you would see on you know like the main western media channels like it is it's more like reality to me yes like we're just gonna be hanging out and the week is gonna be so long so I'm just very interested to also see like (laughs) our uh change of like energy from Wednesday to then the very last show because no matter what this is gonna be like a lot in the most that we've I don't know just like there's we got a lot planned so it's gonna be a lot I am super excited and I can't wait to meet some of you guys. You guys are going to be mm-hmm. at NFR. Make sure you DM us, message me. Yes, I'd love to meet you. Um, if we've been talking online for a long time, I know there's quite a few people that, that, like I said, I've been talking to for a long time that I haven't met in real life yet. And I'm so freaking excited to finally meet you guys. Um, yeah. And especially if you know of like any events or anything like that, that are going to be super fun to go to during that time. I'm looking for, I mean, there's just so much going on, so I don't really know exactly what to choose. I've been asking my friends and stuff, like what their recommendations for everything that's going on during the week. So if you guys have any recommendations of the events, then definitely reach out to us. No, for sure. We cannot, we are so excited to see all of you guys, meet all of you guys, have coffee with you in the morning and yeah. Just freaking NFR, you guys. It's gonna be freaking NFR. I don't think I've ever, I could ever even think that we were gonna have a NFR live show. Me neither. Me neither. I hope it gets bigger every year, and we like and more produced every year, and we just keep doing it because I really like it. And we've had a lot of uh, feedback from on the podcast lately, and I'm just so excited that you guys like it and are enjoying it as much as we enjoy making announcements and stuff. Like I feel like we've gotten so many people reaching out to us and getting excited about everything that we have going on, which is just so sweet. And it's really like, especially just I don't know, opening the messages like that when this does feel so crazy because again we haven't had the podcast for that long and just all of you know all the details and for you guys just to be so excited about it and happy for us just feels really good coming into yeah so going into um any other life updates I just have been feeling very like I don't know what the word is I've been having like epiphanies lately just about life in general because I feel like I'm meeting like a lot of my long-term goals for myself recently um like little ones and big ones and I just really, a lot of times when I accomplish something, I don't take enough time to like bask in it, you know, like I just let Mm -hmm. it happen. And I don't, I'm like, okay, raise the bar again. What's next? Like not letting myself, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and recently uh, we dropped Westie Bestie, which is super exciting. And it did. Yeah, it was so huge. And I was really, really scared of dropping that collection. I mean, not, not really, really scared. At first I was super confident then when people saw it and were like some of the people I sent it to and weren't super hype about it or thought it might get like some kind of bad, I don't know, review, I guess the response was actually insane. Um, Mm -hmm. I gained so many followers that weekend. I sold so much more than my shop has ever sold the best performing collection I've ever had for sure. Um, Mm, congratulations girl. Thank you. Um, I literally just couldn't stop being excited about it. Cause I know, um, I mean, I restarted my account this year and that was really hard and I didn't think that I'd be able to do anything like big again. 
Um, and the fact that not only did I do something big, but I did something even bigger than I ever did on my last one was really mm-hmm. exciting for me. Um, and just like selling that stuff. And I mean, I would there, I was talking to, I don't think I've talked to you on the podcast about this, but when I was living in Washington, when I very first started, I decided I wanted to do design stuff. I couldn't draw like at all. Like I was really, really bad. And we went to Comic-Con just for fun one year. Um, and I went down artist alley, which if you've never been to Comic-Con, it's basically just like this, like a showroom that's just full of artists selling like stickers of their work and prints of their work. And they're usually like mm. just drawn in their art style or whatever. And I remember mm-hmm. that was the first time I had seen people selling like artwork of their stickers. And I bought like probably 50 stickers and was so amazed by it and just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I remember telling Ethan like, man, I wish I could do this. Like, this is so cool. I wish I could sell stickers. And it was before I'd started wayward before any of that stuff. And, but I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Like I could never do this because I can't draw. And so I just ended up going home, kept practicing drawing and stuff. But now to see where I am now after so like, that was like, uh, honestly, only like two and a half years ago. Um, now I'm obviously selling my work on hoodies and stickers and doing exactly what I wanted to be doing. Um, and I, what I thought was like going to be impossible for me. Cause I quote unquote, couldn't draw, but I practiced a lot and got better and learned so many things. I print and cut my own stickers, which is a headache was a headache, but now I'm very good at, I work with production partners, which was hard to find, but you know, when you really want something, it's worth it and you figure it out and it's not easy. It's really, really hard. And it took a lot of work to get where I am, but like, it's really cool to look back and see like two and a half year old, two and a half years ago, Katie being like, man, I really wish I could do this. And now I'm like, not only doing it, but being really successful at it. Um, and things are getting better every time I launch them and, you know, and I have, they're having to like restart it again. When we were just talking yeah. about this, like two days ago about how you're reaching goals that you set for your old Instagram. And yeah. I don't know how long have you had this one now? Four months. This new one. Yeah. So now in four <laughs> yeah. months, you're able to overly, you know, like not only achieve those dreams, but also like do better than that. I just think it's crazy. Cause like, I just remember I go back to our conversation, like right when you lost the Instagram and you were so upset and just, you did not want to do it at all. And I was just like, Oh my God, I, there's no way you can quit. And there, I don't think that you obviously would have at all, but just yeah. the, even the thought of you saying like, I don't know if I even want to make another Instagram at all. And yeah. And just to see you now and how much it has grown and how happy you are with it. Just makes me really happy to see for you. I made a new friend this week and her name is Deidre. She's a new old friend. We went to high school together, but she <laughs> suggested for me to read uh, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. And I'm currently listening to it. It's a great book if you guys haven't listened to it. Also shout out Deidre if you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, but um, the, in the pod, in the I say podcast in the book he talks about how like in life there are sometimes red lights that are actually green lights like bad things that happen to you where you're stuck somewhere for a bit and it actually like makes you better and like losing the account and starting all over was probably the best thing that happened to me this year which is really weird for me to say considering I was so distraught and having the worst time of my life and it affected me for like months probably like losing it um but now looking back like I have created a version of myself on that account that I didn't even know was possible and like yeah, I, I just agree. I've I've like fully came out like the kit quote-unquote came out as as me like and like doing lifestyle content doing the vlogs doing my art like and like my design stuff like uh, including literally everything that I like into one account mm-hmm. and all the things I wanted to do on the old account I felt really stuck and like I could only post one type of content and like uh my real self wasn't coming through on there and if I would have stayed with that I don't think I ever would have 
changed the way that I was like presenting mm-hmm. myself. Um, and this one, like, I, I just, I just don't care. And I just you do whatever just let I want. go of all of your expectations. Like you, yes. had, you had really high expectations for yourself in this last one. And I feel like this was with this Instagram, you kind of just let yourself go and you can just post kind of whatever you want. You're not so stuck in this bubble that you kind of like yeah. put yourself in to grow the first time. I mean, I feel like when you get into an Instagram, you do need to have that, but then you get to this point where you are the brand and yeah. people follow you for you. And I feel like with this Instagram, it kind of gave you the freedom to be able to just be yourself and like with your weekend vlogs and everything. I just kind of, I think it shows who you are definitely way more than the other old Instagram did for sure. Yeah. And I used to share a lot of myself on my stories on that other Instagram, but like you said, mm-hmm. like I was worried about worried about posting something that people wouldn't like. And I didn't attack. I, so I didn't attach myself as much to it. And yeah, yeah. now I just feel like when I made the new one, it was like, well, if I'm going to go through the headache of doing this again, I'm not going to post anything. I don't want to fucking post. Like I'm only yeah. going to do what I want. Cause at the end of the day, if I'm going, if I'm already going through all the heartache of losing that and restarting, like I might as well give myself the ability to actually do what I want and not just do what everybody wants to see. So I agree. And I think there's something to that. Like I, even with my Instagram, I've gone through so many ups and downs of kind of just how I curate it and how much, uh, I don't know, importance, I guess I put onto it, but especially with pictures and stuff, like I've been in the position to where every single day I have a planned post and I'm so serious about it and et cetera. And lately I've kind of just let go of that, like giving a crap about what my feed looks like and what pictures really I end up posting. And I even turn like all the likes and stuff off of all of my um, posts and everything specifically for that, because I don't, I don't want any of that because I feel like it inhibits me from posting like the more real things. So lately I've just been posting like literally just super simple snapshots that we get of everyday life that before I wouldn't have posted because it either just doesn't go with anything or it just doesn't really make sense. Or even if it doesn't like show me just like stupid stuff like that, like completely let go of that. And I feel like because of that, one, I've been more inclined to like take pictures when I'm out hunting with Keeg or like just out in everyday life because I don't feel so much pressure behind it, but then also just to be able to post it. And I've gotten, you know, it's like no different at all as far as like the reaction and the engagement and anything or anything like that, but it's just so much less stress on me and less pressure. And like Alex Cooper from Call Her Daddy, I don't know if anybody watches or listens to Call Her Daddy on here, but she released this whole thing about how she turned off the likes and the comments and stuff like that on her Instagram and just how much it has improved um, just her mental health. And she also said, you know, if you're not making money off of Instagram, then why are you putting so much pressure behind it? And I will say, I obviously I don't like do brand deals or anything. So I don't make money specifically off of Instagram, but Instagram has provided me pretty much like every opportunity that I've had. And so that's why I've kind of let go of the professionalism of it because I'm like, okay, well, this is grown because of me and who I am, you know? So I, I don't know. I think she released a podcast or something, but I took that to heart and I turned off all the likes and I said, okay, I'm I'm not going to curate anything. Like before I wouldn't have even posted quotes or, you know, like non- image stuff like not I wouldn't have posted graphics or anything like that and now I'm just like post post and then just so much less pressure pressure in general and then yeah I just feel like I'm just so much happier with it I feel like there's just so much more freedom and just kind of doing whatever you want and people don't really care that much like I think you just really think that people are gonna think that you're crazy or that it's like low quality or whatever yeah I think actually like that more for sure agree with the less pressure thing I really have enjoyed not stressing so much about it. And 
I don't know, just being myself, like that's been the, the coolest, the biggest thing about all this to me that I am like, that made me like emotional, I guess, is that I posted something that was really me or like the collection that's really me. And I got so many, so much good feedback for it. I just, it, there's nothing, there's nothing quite like, you know, obviously everyone's had successes in their life. They know what it feels like to do a good job, but they're the being able to do a good job and have it be like 100% authentically you and nothing else that did that for you mm-hmm. is just a whole nother feeling in itself. Like knowing, like when I post something that it's like lately, I feel like I've been like putting a lot of me into things like that little later loser sticker I designed. And then obviously Westy bestie is like mm-hmm. very, very me. Um, and I'm like literally putting a piece of myself into it and like being rewarded for that feels so, so good. Being able to like put myself in it and, and just have the, the response be so good is amazing. Well, it's hard. I, like once you start getting success and you're on the Instagram, just, I mean, I feel like this would be any, the same way with like any job or any position, but it's hard to not compare yourself to others and figure out like how, I don't know if we were recording when you said this, but how you're always trying to one up your successes. It's oh, yeah. really difficult to like find success in your stuff and it's going great, but then to not like look at other people for what they have been successful for, like whether yeah. it's their vibe or whatever it's really hard to not like take that and kind of implement it in your stuff and then get away from who you actually are and I feel like with the both of us and I feel like with a lot of people they find the most success period and when they come back to genuinely what they want because that's what made you successful to begin with you know yeah and I um I, I hope that the people listening to this take like if there's anything you take away from this conversation is that like if you just get to the root of what you want, your heart, like of who genuinely who you 100% are, and you can authentically chase that and your like genuine dreams and likes and desires and hopes for this world and for you, like it is as easy as just deciding what you want and going after it. That's all you have to do. Like you don't have, there's nothing else. There's no special lucky thing you need to do. Just literally decide this is what I want. I'm going to show up every day as me. I'm going to go after what I, me and what I want. And I'm going to be myself 100% every day. That's all you got to do. And you can yeah. accomplish things like the, I know the things, some of the things that I'm talking about are, you know, obviously I'm not, I'm not, I don't have hundreds of thousands of followers. I'm not on here making millions of dollars off this podcast or anything, but uh, I mean, launching this podcast was a huge goal of ours. And we're doing that this year and the NFR thing, like going and being able to meet these people that we look up to adore, like, like, and to share their, you know, NFR time with us is really cool. Uh, doing the, like doing Westy Bestie has like that, like a big thing that I really wanted to do, like that I really wanted to accomplish. That's doing so well for me, seeing people wearing my designs. That's been like really, really, yeah. really emotional. It's been so cool. It's just to see all the different types of people that have your shirts or in your sweatshirts and stuff. It's awesome. The day that I see someone walking around in it that I don't know, like is going to, I'm going to cry. And that's what happens with there to be a cowboy stuff where I'll be at a rodeo and people will be wearing the there to be a cowboy hat. And it's actually so cool that they just look right through me. Like I'm nobody. I just keep it that way. Usually. I don't know. Like sometimes I guess I'll go up to them and just say something, but even we had this huge candy dance here and I don't know, like 30,000 people go to it. And I see this little girl walk past me with a dare to be a cowboy hat on. And I'm just like, you have no idea who I am. You have no idea any of that. And I, that yeah. is so cool because that's when you know your brand is like bigger than you. Yeah, I was, look, I look through the orders a lot to see who's ordering. And sometimes I'll go, 
this is I'm so sorry if you're creeped out by this anyone that orders from me but I'll go look up your name on it I go look up your name on Instagram because I want to know who you are <laughs> so that's what I do and a lot of times they don't it's even follow me yeah so they just like naturally found my stuff it's how you know your yeah. product is good and that you are a brand yourself you know yeah. because you obviously sell it on your Instagram but then I don't know. I just like, like with the dare to be a cowboy thing. That's how I know the brand itself is good and people like it. And it's not because of me because you can only go so far and yeah. you know, a brand can only be so big. I would say, you know, if it's just like attached to you, but if people genuinely just love your product, that's when you get really big. Yeah. And I like, I've just been thinking about goals now that I, that I'm meeting these goals and I'm doing these things. I have a shop that's running and selling well, it's actually selling well. I have a group of people that follow me and my account is growing and I'm making the content I want to make. And I, we're running this podcast. We have like really great mm-hmm. things going on. It's like, what, what is my, you know, now I'm raising my bar obviously, which is mm-hmm. what I was just telling you not to do, but like what's next. And I just really like my, I think it would be so cool if one day you can walk into a boot barn and buy one of my hoodies, like at a boot barn, like they're sitting mm-hmm. on a rack and they have my freaking at on them and they're, that's mine. It's mine. Everyone knows it's mine. And I'm able to do that. That would be so so cool and for, obviously for us to keep covering events and grow this podcast and become and a we have for- a lot of goals with this podcast especially yeah. with this live show we want to implement it at other events next year so I think that there's just so much potential with what we are doing and that's what I was kind of thinking too when we were just talking about like trends and being authentic nobody I have never heard of uh, any NFR live morning show where you're putting on makeup with the world's influencers. And no. that's where I kind of feel like we were, you know, like quote unquote crazy, but that's what it takes. Like it actually takes going away from the trends. I think a lot of people try to stay with the trends and it ends up like, I always, I don't know who said it or whatever, but I always go back to that trends ebb and flow. Like the yeah. song I was country when country wasn't cool is so something that speaks to me because yeah. I made this post on my story the other day. It was like a little girl trying to wear boots to school and stuff. And it was like weird to do so. Yeah. Whereas now Drake is wearing boots and a cowboy hat to his birthday party, you know, like it just goes up and down. So that's with, as far as the authenticity goes, if you really do just stay true to yourself, it may not be a trend right now, or it may not be cool right now, but again, at some point your shit's going to pop off. Make your own trends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to come back around. Like, just like well, you even saying. like your new collection that you just put out. Nobody really does that. And no. everybody <laughs> is so into it because it's so new and fresh. And especially in the Western industry, everybody does try to kind of stay. It's a small world. So I feel like there's yeah. a lot of collectives like podcasts started and then they blew up. And so that's what everybody wants to do. And I just feel like if we, the, mo- the more that you can be different, especially in the Western industry, the more you're definitely going to stand out, which to yeah. some people may be a bad thing, but you're going to always have haters. You're going to always have people that don't like your vibe or whatever, but you're definitely going to find the people that do. And yeah. yeah, in this industry, I feel like a lot of people are just scared to be who they actually are. So a lot of people are going to relate to you, even though you didn't even know there was a whole niche market like that which is just so crazy and like I was saying earlier like literally everything I make like the art that I make a lot of times it's just like it's so 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 me like and I grew up in Arizona and Arizona I always say it's basically California but Arizona is basically California with no beach everybody's into skate and surf culture Mm -hmm. and brands even though there's no beach here people you know that we say words that they say in California we we act like we live in California even though it's not freaking California um and so I grew up with all those influences on me and I've been wearing Vans since I was like six years old and that was that's been Mm -hmm. my favorite pair of shoes 
since I was six years old, you know, I remember picking out a pair of bands when I was in second grade with my mom and being like, oh, these are going to be freaking cool. Like that, mm -hmm. that's what I grew up wearing and like blending that in and those like influences in with the Western, Western stuff and like pun the punchy aesthetic and, mm -hmm. you know, just, just the things that cowboys wear, um, has been super cool for me. And I, like you were saying, like the collection, the Western Western collection with the, you know, using the F word, using the middle finger. Like my mom was so angry at me for doing that. She thinks it's, <laughs> she's like, she's like, I really want to buy one of your hoodies, but not one of your new ones. Those are, she, you know, you know, how mom can be. I'm like, whatever, mom, I like middle fingers. Leave me alone. Like, and so just, I feel like my whole life, like, especially like when I was younger, um, I, I was myself for the most part, but there were certain things that I didn't do. Cause I was so afraid that, of what people would think, like starting an Instagram or trying to like influence or you know sell my stuff or whatever um and I feel like in like especially since ma making this last account I have like there's like this light inside of me that I've been wanting to let out my whole life and I just did and now I'm so happy and it's like paying off so I just really hope all you guys do that because it feels amazing I've made amazing friends doing it I I feel like I've genuinely been rewarded like the mm -hmm. god who has rewarded me for doing you know being strong enough and brave enough to do that. And mm -hmm. yeah. And everyone is afraid. Like being brave doesn't mean I'm not afraid because I am afraid. I do get scared mm -hmm. and I do get nervous that people aren't going to like something where like I post a really ugly video of myself and I'm like, I hope and pray that this isn't someone's first time on my account. And they think this is what I look like. <laughs> like, like, like someone just scrolling through Instagram and that's what they see of me. And they're like, who is this crackhead? Like, what is this? You know, but just do it anyways. And, and be you don't be afraid to yeah be that's you. been my thing lately is I've been praying for especially before the NFR which is funny because I'm not really usually I'm I, I believe in God but I'm usually mm -hmm. I don't pray a whole lot but especially before this NFR stuff and just everything that's surrounding it I've just been asking God for just peace just mm -hmm. to be at peace with myself with everything around me and with what's going on and it's kind of cool because like even thinking about the show like I am totally just not only ready but like if it were to just like not be good for some reason like something were to happen or something like that I'm mm -hmm. still just okay like I don't have some sort of like attachment fear attachment to it which is nice and I feel like that's kind of how I'm I'm trying to apply that to everything in my life with Instagram and whatever is going on like kind of I'm usually the type of person that's kind of a tweaker about things like my Same. goals and being successful and all of this stuff and I've had to just put it into perspective. And like I said, I ask God for myself just to be at peace with everything, which is happiness, but it's also like just being content, you know, which I think I, is a whole different feeling that I've never really gone through before. I have this like firm belief that in like, if something is meant to be, or, or you know, work out, it just does work out. And if something isn't, mm -hmm. you're going to get some pushback. Like, obviously sometimes, you know, long-term goals, there's going to be hurdles you have to jump through. There's going to be things that roadblocks and things you have to push through. That's not what I mean. I mean, like last year I wanted to go to the NFR and I was going to go, I was going to go for the full 10 days. I was staying with a friend who was going for the full 10 days. I was really excited about it, but I was like trying to plan out outfits and like make things work. And like, just nothing would come together for me. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't find clothes no matter how many thrift stores I went to, I couldn't find anything. I was just having the worst time and I ended up not going. So I was like, this is just too much stress with everything else going on. I'm not doing this. So I didn't do it. Um, and then this year, I mean, I didn't start shopping till like last week and I was like, God, this is gonna be like last year. I'm not going to find anything. I'm gonna have the worst time. Um, and I went to Goodwill and I had like such a good day. I found mm -hmm. so many cute Western pieces. I just like literally had the best time. And I was like, it's just working out. And like you were saying, yeah, like just praying for crazy. like 
that piece, like, I really do believe we're going to get there. I'm not saying the podcast is going to be easy because obviously not, but I think that things are just going to be good and it's just going to work yeah. out and going to it's go just well. It's flowing right. Like, even for yeah. me to find that lampstand that we're going to be using oh. for our show, I literally walked into the very first place and I was able to find that. And that was just something that we're going to use for the backdrop and everything. But I, I agree. I feel like everything that has, well, at least with this NFR thing, that it's gone, like, the flow is just pointing in the right direction like we are doing what we need to be and like even the 11 11 thing I mean all the time I still see it it is just so prevalent I was in just my gonna bring this just, up to you <laughs> I, it literally has not gone away since I started figuring out about it in like or like it started being a coincidence I think like early before I went to you or went to visit you in Arizona and still to this day like even the other day it was 11 11 and it was so weird because I was like, this whole year, 1111 has been the most prevalent just number in my life. And every time I see it, it just makes me feel like I am on the right path. I pray, I pray so much for direction, like make your will my own, show mm-hmm. me like where I'm supposed to be going. Give me like a clue that I know I'm on the right path. Right. And mm-hmm. I do not believe in angel numbers. I've never like, I thought they were so stupid. I'm like, oh, if you, if you look into it, you're just going to start seeing it. Like if you are aware of it, you're just going to start seeing it all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then I like literally, so I'm the hater. Okay. I'm the person that's like, this is not a thing. You're not like, you're just looking for it. And I started seeing it everywhere, like in places that like, there's no way that I, like, I wasn't looking for it. Like places I, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way I could have done this. Like yesterday night I went to submit, I submitted my homework and then I went, did more homework and went to submit more homework, go to submit that homework. I looked down at the homework I just submitted. It was submitted at 11, 11. Like what are the freaking odds? Like I had no idea I was doing that. I, I, it just, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking. You know what's that so point. weird? I what? literally just looked down at my phone and we st- <laughs> literally 11, 11- 13 now we started yeah. talking about this at 11 11 so fucking weird right just little things like that and that's why I always feel like me I I try to explain it to Keegan luckily his therapist said there's actually some sort of value in it and I'm not crazy but I seriously I feel like I have to explain to him all the time that I swear I am not like I said to him I'm like I don't see 888 everywhere or like not like it's not it literally is specifically only 11 11 or like sometimes two 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 or we should do like a whole podcast about it I feel like because there's so much value that I think can come from it or at least just like being open to seeing science from the universe if that's something that you believe in I just I don't know I find so much comfort in it and talk about peace it's giving me so much I think God talks to everybody in in everyone's own way and like however you're receptive to that and when I was asking for like direction validation like tell me where I'm going what I'm doing if I'm doing the right thing like for whatever reason, that's just what it was. And me seeing it all the time. Sorry if you guys can hear these planes flying over my house. I live near the Air Force Base, but God bless America. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, the, um, I just like seeing it all over the place was like my validation. Like, oh, I am doing the right. I think I'm doing the right thing. Because especially for me, the person who like is a big hater about it and thinks it's not real, like for me to see it everywhere just so freaking weird and yeah it just keeps on coming up everywhere all the time constantly I see it it's kind of a strange thing to explain too though you know like people like what kind of feeling it actually gives you because it's not necessarily like giving me direction it just makes me feel like I'm telling me I'm on the right way Mm -hmm. yeah like I'm doing what I need to be doing even when I feel crazy it's just like God's way of telling me like yeah nope you're doing the right thing Mm -hmm. keep doing it Mm -hmm. and then when you get good feedback like 
like the collection. I keep mentioning that the podcast doing so well, my, my following growing, all those things are all like validation that, that I am doing the right thing. Right. If it's going mm-hmm. right, then I'm doing the right thing. So mm-hmm. I also am about to hit my reading goal for the year, which, what is that? 50 books. I didn't oh my think God. I was- I did not think I was going to hit it this year because I, like in the first part of the year, I was reading like a fiend, so crazy, which was like the end of my last semester, last year's last semester of college. And then summer, I was reading like five to eight books a month, like just going absolutely ham, like, you know, being crazy. Then over summer, I, well, I read a lot more over summer, but then when school started again, it was just like, there's just no way I cannot do this. Mm -hmm. Like, I do not have time for this. There's no way I'm going to be able to keep reading. Um, but I started listening to audiobooks and I've like, like, I count audiobooks as books. If you don't come at me in my DMs, if you want to fight, I think that an audiobook is <laughs> a book. Um, so I like started listening to audiobooks and then I looked down the issue. I was, I'm at 46. And so it looks like we're going to be finishing. We're going to actually be finishing our 50 books in one year, which is a huge goal. Yeah, it's a huge goal. I mean, I did not think I was gonna be able to do it when I said it. And it just goes to show you if you want to do like, if you want to do something, and you think you don't have time, you will make time. You will figure it out. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying about the success is easy. Like, I feel like really it only takes you actually doing it, which I don't know. I just feel like goals sound so intimidating and everything just sounds so hard to do, but it really isn't. I think 99% of it is the mental block of like actually doing it. You need to read The Alchemist. That's the only book you need to read. You don't need to read any other book. I'm gonna I want to read Green Lights now that you recommended that too. It's really good. And the honestly, listen to the audiobook because he narrates it himself. Matthew McConaughey Ooh, does. I love Yeah. That. And it is a memoir. It's like stories about his life, but it's also advice. And like, all, it's really, really, really good. Like I'm, I am obsessed with it. It's a lot like The Alchemist, actually. He has a lot of similar like life philosophies as The Alchemist does. But I'm going to bring you like an annotated copy of The Alchemist when I come for NFR. Yes, so you can please. like read it and like get it and just understand why it's so perfect and special and amazing. I I've heard I've, I've heard recommendations from like entrepreneurs and stuff like that on other podcasts so mm-hmm. many times. The Alchemist is definitely about like life path and like just like tr- trying to like basically figure out the signals that God, it, it calls it uses a lot of different words for God, but God um, is trying to send you in your life and like how to read them and how to know, like, like we we're just saying, how to know you're on the right path how and like how to go after your goals and why some people don't. And, mm-hmm. and like, just the, I don't know, like reading omens in your life, uh, you know, th- how it's okay to be scared, like stuff like that. And yeah, I could, I could talk about it for literally all day you definitely need to read it um it changed my life for sure and it's so many famous people's favorite book will smith uh, i was just gonna say will smith is actually one of the ones that i heard and i he's, love he's directing the movie he's turning it into a movie which is oh shit crazy. i yeah. did not even know that yeah um but will smith macklemore um i can't remember who else i'm i'm thinking of I, but literally like almost all the all the um successful people that i look up to so i will have ready. to read it and then, like, start reading it ASAP. And then um, we will do one full, like, podcast episode specifically just talking about it. Oh, yeah. Deep diving into it. And I am Let's so do down for that. I'm beyond that sounds down for super that. fun. Like, we should do, like, a halfway book club, mm-hmm. you know, type podcast every once in a while. So it keeps me to reading. <laughs> do you guys love that idea? If you love that idea, 
let us know i'm like so down for that 100 me too because then we can like announce it and then everybody can read it and then we'll do a podcast talking about it and the alchemist is a really short book it's only 170 pages um it's, what oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's i mean this look, probably looks big to you right now but it's printed kind of mm-hmm. funny and the pages have like big margins yeah it literally 170 that. pages um very easy to read um and it's written like very plainly um because it's been translated in so many languages it was originally written in um Portuguese because the guy's from Brazil but it is the most translated book under only the bible wow so, what yeah. year did it um come out like what year I, was it published or written? I, it's been in the last 50 uh, let's see when when's the copyright on here I was just curious if it was like the odyssey and it was 1988 written. oh wow Not yeah no he's still alive the author is still alive oh he's written a lot of books he's like he's very cool um the alchemist was actually his first book that he wrote and he took it to like so many publishers and everyone turned it away and then he finally got it published and they translated it into like literally every language there is um and yeah it's the best the most translated book in the world under only the bible wow i can send you all my annotations as you read tell me where you are and i'll be like oh this part that part i have like my own personal copy that i annotate and like keep notes in and stuff and then i have I, I go to books, like secondhand bookstores a lot. And every time I go, I buy every copy they have so that I can give it to people that I meet. And because, you know, when you lend out a book, you usually don't get it back. So I'll just like yeah. lend them out to people. And yeah, it's definitely a game changer. But yeah, I've been feeling really just uh, been basking in my good, in my all the good things and I basking? did. Yeah, I've, I, uh, I'm applying for a Disney professional internship and um, I got like really great critiques back from um, a person that, it's helping me like with my portfolio. Um, and that's a goal I've been working on since I, when I registered for school, that was always my end goal is to apply for a Disney professional internship. A really dream. big goal. Yeah. yeah. A really big goal. And just knowing that I'm good enough to do it and good enough to apply and that I'm going to apply is like, it makes me want to throw up with excitement and nerves and it's so, so crazy. Um, and that's just another thing. I just, a lot of things culminating once I graduate in May um yeah I feel like this next spring is going to be absolutely insane like even you're graduating I'm going to be graduating my Mm -hmm. little cousin is going to be graduating Moonshine's going to have her baby mine and Katie's anniversary like there's just so much stuff going on like literally to put it into perspective after I'm done with the NFR um we have two months until it's Moonshine's birthing month so there's that and I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. That is so exciting, though. Everything's happening so fast. Like, even for the NFR to come up this quickly, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, so right. I, I know. I was thinking the same thing when somebody posted that it was 19 days away, like, nine days ago. Um, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ready for this. Like, I just I think no... I'm a little too at peace, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not very much pep in my step to get everything together because I'm like, it'll be okay. I'm <laughs> like, will it, it? Okay. Literally me and then planning out outfits. I'm like, honestly, all I like to wear is jeans and vans. Can I wear that the whole time? Is that <laughs> fine? That is I think brain. I probably will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, That'll give Keeg permission to do the same because my I'm ex- sure he would rather. <laughs> I'm like, my accessory is going to be a skateboard that I carry around that I never ride because I don't know how and that's going to be my outfit for a little far. like <laughs> even my outfits are not really like there's not in a couple of them don't really have a cowgirl twist and I only only reason I say that is because he is so confused on how I can be getting ready for the NFR and have outfits that don't have boots or a hat or something yeah. and I'm like I don't is that a thing does it have to have a cowgirl twist I'm like I'll put on a turquoise 
ring or something. <laughs> She's like, I am the cowgirl twist. The yeah. cowgirl's in the clothes. <laughs> it's I me. genuinely wanted to do a space cowgirl outfit where it was like the stereotypical, like, I guess, buckle bunny outfit. I, I'm yes. not going to do it. But like even the hat, I found some of those like fake hats, but they're pink and like just the space yeah. cowgirl whole vibe that people like wore for Halloween. Almost wanted to pull a move like that just because I think it would be so ironic, but yet yeah, so cute. I'm just going to be, I literally, for like almost all my outfits, I'm wearing men's jeans and vans for like the entire time I'm there. But like Dang you it. said, that is my brand. So mm-hmm. I don't even have like a fancy outfit. I don't even have a dress. I really wanted a dress. I might have one. Don't quote me if you're listening to this. I might have a dress by the time you hear this. Who knows? <laughs> but life is crazy. But at this moment, I don't I just have a like dress. an excuse to dress up and get girly mm-hmm. because like right now I look like trash and that's usually how it is throughout the week. No, it's same. I'm so nice to go all out. Same. I I feel the same way. But I just like it. I just like wearing like a pair of jeans. You just can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not wearing heels. I will not oh, be wearing heels. I, I have. Can't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring a little like baby heel that I might wear <laughs> yeah. with some things. Me too. Yeah. No. I it. yeah. I have some heels for some reason because I don't ever walk in heels ever. Me neither. Like I literally wore booties to an event that has like the little heel, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. it was hurting my feet so bad. So I'm bringing an excess of tennis shoes and maybe like some cowboy boots or something. I, I think I'm going to get platform checkered vans. That's what I'm going to order after. Oh, that would be so cute. I am so excited for it. You have no idea. There's going to be a lot going on and we're definitely going to be posting stories and stuff throughout the week and just try to be as interactive as possible because there's just going to be so much that we're going to be doing oh i'm going to be posting stories from my bed at the airbnb <laughs> when i wake up with one and, I, and i will be right next to you mm-hmm. literally <laughs> you're going to so see more of my life than you want to i'm going to like you think i have a wall up right now you're you're the borders are coming down baby you're going to see everything <laughs> things you don't even want to see Oh, it's going to be so fun. I'm actually just excited to be like hanging out with a friend that's like a fellow like quote unquote influencer because like you (laughs) understand the value of like taking videos and pictures and stuff, which love Keegan, but he really doesn't yet. So it's just not his go-to move. He doesn't like a good moment. He's not like breaking out his phone or anything like what I would do. So it's going to be fun that we're going to like actually hang out with each other and both of us are going to be videoing like crazy and I'm just so excited to see you like I I literally at the end of the day like if I get stressed out about it I'm like you know the only if you're stressed who cares about the stress just remember you're gonna be with Hannah for like five days straight just we're literally out. just hanging out yeah just having like, the even best the time. show we're just gonna be hanging out with them yeah like, just any girl talk like moment like what is there to be nervous about if you just put it in that perspective nothing it's gonna be, it's gonna be the it's gonna be just a girl a girl power Oh, did you? Okay, this is totally off topic, but we're just like we're just having to shoot the shit podcast right now. Do Do you like Taylor Swift? I forgot we were recording. Yeah, (laughs) um, yeah, I do kind of. Did you listen to the new, the new Red album? I heard so many good things about it. It has reignited my love for Taylor Swift. I was a Taylor Swift fan, and I had a lot of abandonment issues when she left the country music genre, and then now. (laughs) That's a way to put it. I am so obsessed with her again. And fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm so mad at him. And the all too well 10 minute version makes me cry. And it's been stuck in my head for like a week. 
I like just want to know everything about her life. I watch everything she does. It's like Olivia Rodrigo. I'm just as obsessed with her as I am with Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Yeah, if you I didn't like even realize all of that stuff went down with her and that it was like stolen from her basically. And Neither. she wasn't able to do anything with it. But I yeah. can see why like, because even I feel like I haven't heard from her in like five years, six years or even longer. And then all of a sudden she was just all over the place. And then I saw her post something about how red her version is out now and it's finally ours is what she was saying so yeah. i gotta look into it she basically they took her music and they sold it Actually, like yeah. they can sell it for to private equity i didn't know that and i didn't know that either they never offered her the opportunity to buy her music and they per- and when she asked about it they didn't give her the option to buy it they sold it to someone else which is really so she just up. re-recorded herself or what yeah yeah because she's like well i made it once i can make it again and so she re-recorded it and that's the whole idea that, like, girl. Don't, don't listen to the old versions of red because she doesn't own them wow yeah that's just like the same problem with you guys like with graphic designers and stuff and stolen property it's crazy how that works i like when i heard like that whole idea of that like her talk like when she talked about that and said what happened I just I can't imagine making something and it not being mine especially somebody in her power like yeah. with that amount of money and that has like that sort of like stance in society or whatever and even her that's like crazy. you could probably she could probably get anything she wanted but not her own music that's pretty fucked yeah. up oh my god that's yeah a sad way to put it uh and she was willing to pay like more than what they wanted for it and they still wouldn't give it to her um, but she was basically, it seems like the guy that bought it, Scooter Braun, d- knew that she would want it and didn't want her to have it. I was listening to her, um, uh, she did a speech at like Woman of the Year for uh, Billboard or Woman of the Decade. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to that and she talks about it a lot in that. And I don't know. There's a lot to be said about, I, I, she, I don't like crazy feminist stuff, right? I'm not like a super huge feminist. Like I believe in obviously feminism and women should be, have equal whatever, but I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, like, oh, you held the door for me. You must hate women. Like, I'm not into it like that. I mm-hmm. just think women should be equal. But um, there has been some things that I like used to not really think about that much that have like came, opened my eyes from Taylor Swift, as weird as that sounds. But um, there's like, I read a lot of books, obviously. And I like romance. I like to read romance sometimes. Um, and I used to hate romance. And I used to hate romance because everybody thought it was cringy. And people think it's cringy because girls like it. Like, that's the only reason why people don't like it because mm-hmm. girls like it and that's like really shitty and like one direction like i used to hate one direction and i started listening to it and i'm like actually like yeah the, the music isn't like amazing like it's not like you know groundbreaking right we're not listening to <laughs> tyler you know someone who's like changing a genre or anything yeah. but yeah. one direction is pretty fire i'm not gonna lie to yeah you. and like the only reason people don't like it is because little girls like it and like the only people re- the only reason people don't like taylor swift is because girls like her and like yeah. when you think about it like that that's really fucked up I'm like, yeah, it's really people come after her? that people were, yeah, well, people are coming after her too about having all those songs about all those guys or whatever and just saying and that she's crazy. Her story. For that, even though it's so Anyone, normal. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, Jake Gyllenhaal can make a song about how he was a douchebag, but he don't, but he can't because it's not mm-hmm. right. Like, anyone, it, it's okay. Like, I feel like a lot of times women's stories like that, like the stories of the breakups told from the girl's perspective, don't get, don't get, they get hated on and nobody wants yeah they're not as like taken as seriously at least because it's like girls emotions or i don't know vulnerable and in rap in rap they talk about screwing some girl on a bathroom floor somewhere and like i'm not against that girl make your freaking song i'm down for you but you don't ever (laughs) see those songs getting hate you don't ever see men getting anything for that and so for Mm -hmm. to come after taylor for sharing about a heartbreak she had 
or hating her. Like she said something in her billboard speech and she was just like saying like, yeah, you don't ever see people say about a male artist, you know, I like his music, but I just don't like him. You never hear someone say that ever. So <laughs> I just looked up the Jake Gyllenhaal because I didn't, I didn't know what the reference was and I didn't know all too well was actually written about him. The whole Al- Red album pretty much is, is about him. him. Yeah, because oh, so okay, wow. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna spill the tea here for anyone who's interested. Just go for it. Yeah, so I, like to know. I didn't really know about this when I listened to Red either, because I was like, I think I was in like eighth or grade maybe when Red came out. I'm like, so I have like, I would like sing about it to like boys I liked or whatever. So I have like funny memory. Like the songs are really memorable to me, but I didn't realize it was all about Jake Gyllenhaal. So she dated Jake Gyllenhaal when she was 20, and he was 29. 29. And from, it seems like from what was said in like, in her songs and stuff that she lost her virginity to him and he broke up with her afterwards and just dipped, which is a shitty thing to do no matter how old you are, but it's even shittier when you're 29 and you should know like what kind of responsibility you have to someone by doing Mm -hmm. that. Like, I feel like that's really crappy to just have sex with somebody and pretty much dip. And so uh, almost the whole album is about how awful the breakup was. I think if you're a girl, your first love, the first person that you like, you know, that you sleep with, whatever, like that is a big, big moment for you. And it's really emotional and you feel really connected with that person. And so when the, that breakup is really, really hard. And that's kind of what like red is about how awful the breakup was. And he was kind of very manipulative and kind of shitty to her. And the interesting thing is red was written when she was still 21. Right. So right after they broke up, um, and she's looking at it when she's 21 as like, we're both adults that got together and broke up. Well, now the album is being re-released like 13 years later, I think it is, which is so insane. Um, and she is an adult and now she's 33, mm-hmm. I think. And so she's almost pretty much the age that he was when they dated. And she can look at it now as like, I like, no, I, he shouldn't have dated me when I was 20 years old. Like, mm-hmm. cause, cause I understand she's an adult, it's illegal or anything, but there's a big, it's kind of like, there's a big difference between 15 and 18. Like the maturity levels are different. Uh-huh. There's also a really big difference between like 20 and 25. Yeah. Like you are not. I was just going to say, even especially, for me compared to like 18 year old me, 19 year old me, even 20 year old me, like there's a huge yeah. difference. And I am just now about to turn 24. Like that's like, crazy. If they were 25 and 35, that would be no big deal. No one's like manipulating anybody. But when you're 20, you've never been in a serious relationship. You would never like had sex with anybody and this 29 year old man like you don't even know what to expect from this guy wow. like you don't you don't know what a good relationship looks like and so he's going to take advantage of that so all too How well long were they t- together like I, mm. I think eight months and for three uh, he i think it was eight months i don't know but he they were like often that he like stood her up on her 21st birthday yeah he didn't something. show up he just didn't show up to her birthday and so there's a whole song on the album about um the moment i knew and it's basically about so she and if you listen to all too well the 10 minute version basically i guess how she wrote all too well was she was like really sad and crying and she just came to rehearsals for speak now one day and they just started playing the same three chords and she just started like ad-libbing just like all her feelings into the mic and it was all too well that's what it ended up being and it was all her feelings about jake and her mom asked the sound guy hey did you record that and they went home and looked at it and she broke it down into a song and originally it was a 10 it was 10 minutes long but she cut it down because songs aren't 10 minutes long well now she released the 10 minute version of it and it tells you like all the details of the relationship and how he basically broke up with her because she was like he said if you were older it would have been better and like called her like oh my gosh i might cry (laughs) yeah i'm going through a breakup just 
listening to this if you go to I'm the some of the lyrics right now oh my god if you watch the short film too she casts sadie sink the redheaded girl from stranger things and she's 19 uh-huh. and dylan o'brien who's 30 so they're like exact same ages as taylor and him were and so basically when you're watching the the all too well short short film you realize that it is actually exactly what happened to them and exactly how it went and it is just so heartbreaking to watch and if you're a girl you've been through there those situations you know what it feels like and for people to hate on her for sharing that like this is a story that i i think almost all women can relate to and so oh yeah you you, it is wrong for us to shit on her when this is a story that women i mean we were just talking about how easy it is for especially as I guess like young women getting into Mm -hmm. like dating or whatever and especially as somebody that you're like looking to date somebody because you want to marry them like for some reason 16 year old HP that's all I ever wanted was whoever I'm dating I can view as somebody that I would marry which like in perspective seems a little bit crazy but that's how helplessly in love you get as a young girl like it's freaking sad we were literally just talking about this how easy one is to get manipulated by people that you think that you're in love with and that you think that they love them but then also like how heartbreaking it actually is when you come to the realization that this is like a crazy fucked up situation and I think the worst kind of relationships that you can be in so in the new version of all too well she like has some verses that I think she's written like more when she was older um and it's like reflecting on it and basically like realizing that the that the relationship was really toxic and why would you at at age 29 you're a movie like a movie star who's dated like so many girls had so many relationships why would you be interested in 20 year old virgin taylor swift like why like why are Mm. you you weren't actually interested in her and then one of the new lyrics is like she talks about the version of uh me that you the idea of me you had who was she and then she says like that um what did she say the ever lo- the never needy ever lovely jewel whose shine reflects on you basically saying like i was just someone who was really obsessed with you and in love with you and i thought the world of you and so it was really fun to have me around because i gave you so much good attention I'm and thought crying. that is thought so you. true it, yes and we've wow. all been That's i've been so in relationships sad. like that before yeah. where i am the person that just thinks that you're the best and you just have you just really want someone around that thinks you're the best but you don't give a frick about me really at the end of the day um yeah that totally makes sense that's a, i've always kind of like questioned like why the guys or whatever stay but totally yeah. like they're getting attention they're getting the validation that they're like a good person when they know that they're not and who better to give that to you than a 20 year old girl who is in love with you who doesn't realize what's going on and you know at, but so there's like so many crazy parts of it and there's like, you know, the scarf line that she, you keep my old scarf from that very mm-hmm. first week. And he like, there's mm-hmm. photos of Jake Gyllenhaal when they were together, she's wearing the scarf. And then like three years later, he's wearing that same scarf out like somewhere. So like, it's he very obvious. is wearing it. Yeah. So it's obvious that he kept it and like still had it. And it was like a real, like her whole idea, like the whole line of the song is like a real thing that happened. Oh but my yeah, God. I just have been getting so into the album and like listening to the whole thing and uh how he left her on her birthday and like I guess she hung out with all his friends and made a bunch of friends when they were together and so at her birthday party she invited all his friends to the birthday party obviously and he didn't show up and so she was bawling in the bathroom and all his friends are there like how fucking embarrassing is that like that that he didn't show up just randomly didn't show up and you're crying in front of all of these adult friends that on, he your has birthday. on your freaking birthday like on just tell me first birthday yeah uh there's a there's a line in the new all too well where she's like talking about how her dad was like why are you crying? It's supposed to be fun. You're turning 21. Like what? Like, and it's, you know, memories like that. And she talks about, uh, she, at the all too well premiere, she talked about like how the reason she wanted to tell the story so badly, um, is because 
when you're that age, you're like in between adulthood and childhood and you really don't know where you stand. It's a really formative age. And the things that Mm -hmm. happen to you during that period of time will stick with you forever. And I completely Mm -hmm. agree with that. I like I had a specific relationship that happened right before I met my husband and it was a lot like those relationships. And it was really, really, it it changed me a lot in a lot of ways. It made me a different person than I was, you know, in good ways, Mm -hmm. honestly, I'm, I'm better because of it now, but, uh, so I agree with her. And I think that young girls deserve to have someone telling those stories and explain and, and talking about those things, because those are things that we all go through. Um, so basically you can't hate on Taylor Swift because she's telling a woman's story. Long story short, we stand Taylor Swift. (laughs) <laughs> basically is what I'm saying. And if you don't like her, I'm definitely going to watch the short film right after this and listen to it. Cause I didn't even know that like it came out, like who it was. I didn't really know about how in depth all this really is. I, me and my sister Cheyenne just dove so deep into it. I like learned every fact I could and was so, so interested in it because uh, it was just crazy. And, and the short film is so, it's literally just like, a replay of exactly what happened in their relationship and when you're watching it you're like dude how why like how did this happen and we were all okay with it just uh, like a 29 year old man and a 20 year old girl I don't understand it I don't I just I'm reading this one thing it says and I was never good at telling jokes but the punch lines, yeah but the punch line goes older. I get older but your but lovers, your lovers stay, my stay my age, age. and he's yeah. literally dating somebody right now and her he's he, the same exact age yeah 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 and then there I didn't realize literally that all those things were about him and basically the whole album is about him I he like really liked when she wore red lipstick if you listen to some of the songs and so the album is called red because of him it's basically named after him right like red because he liked when she wore red lipstick and just like all the little things about their relationship and everything that happened and how sad she was how distraught she was like I think we've all been there after certain breakups where you're just like you don't even know how to like move on afterwards and you're just crying yeah, for days and it's kind of hard just to like in that moment you know that the guy is shitty but also mm-hmm. like you just hope that maybe a guy like that would change for you or like why wasn't I good enough for this yeah. person to want me you know so in that you it's really hard to be in that position because you know what's best for you but it also hurts so bad to know that somebody could do that to you and literally did do it to you and the way that certain people can just manipulate this is always just fascinating me since the one guy I dated the way that some guys just get in your head for no reason like they're not I don't Mm -hmm. even know what they're getting I guess attention but like just the like for sport almost like it's just fun Mm -hmm. for them it's so insane and I'm sure there's girls out there that do the same shit which like if they do fuck them uh but the I'll obviously only have information on dudes and just like the like it is just so fascinating to me how someone can uh, manipulate you and take all of your soft spots and use them against you and all the things that make you great, like turn them against you and, and use you for whatever it is that they want. It's insane. And so seeing the story in in the red album and like listening to it all and realizing you're not the only person that's been there and that, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, look at Taylor Swift. She's a bad bitch. Like, like she's so successful at what she does and whether people agree with what she does or not, or think she's whiny or whatever they think about her. She is, has changed. Yeah. And she's changed, she's changed music forever. Not just Mm -hmm. in like for in album sales and all that, but just for women in general. And just like the way that we look at them in music and stuff, she's done a lot and it's really cool. So yeah. Yeah. I I I will be watching. You have convinced me. I will be watching and listening to it. 
I'm so sorry if you guys hate Taylor Swift that you're listening to this. I hope it doesn't change your opinion on me. <laughs> Just turn into a Taylor Swift podcast. Sorry. Guys. Basically, basically. <laughs> me, uh, the, title, the, the title of this episode is uh, Call Me Cowboy episode whatever NFR slash Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, DM me if you want to fight me about Taylor Swift. I'd be more than happy to argue with you. In a, in a, Preferably not before the NFR because I need my girl happy and healthy. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll have a we'll have a, a friendly debate about it. Okay. But I hope you guys, if you have any questions about NFR, if you have any questions for any of the people we're going to be interviewing at the NFR, um, DM us. We're, we're going to like listen to the chat, obviously when we're live and stuff. But yeah, make sure you shoot us messages and. No, oh, yeah, that would actually be a really cool thing if you have, like she said, if you have any questions or anything for the guests that we're actually going to have on send them to us because that would be kind of a fun little segment is questions from the listeners we'll we'll probably do a questions box too on like either our instagrams or the call me cowboy app like the day before we do it so people can ask and see what they want to know but yeah okay i think that's it guys thank you so much for listening to this podcast um thanks guys yeah i'm gonna go cry to some taylor swift songs so (laughs) bye guys okay bye guys (laughs) Okay, so that is the end of this week's episode. We are officially, today is day two of the NFR. Katie and I will be going down in three days. We don't have that long before the NFR live Call Me Cowboy morning show is going to have its debut. So make sure to follow the Call Me Cowboy podcast as well as Life Wayward. That's Katie's Instagram. And then Hannah Beth Virginia is mine. We're going to be posting so many behind the scenes besides the actual show itself. And it's just going to be a really good time. So we will see you guys next week at uh, the NFR in Vegas. Oh my God, that's so weird to say. Okay, bye guys.